Welcome to Sundays with a Promise. These podcasts are designed to uplift you and to educate you, to help bring you clarity and understanding, and to help empower you to walk in your purpose. Our guide for Sundays with a Promise is none other than Dr. Sandra Harrigan. Now let's listen in on today's episode of Sundays with a Promise. Welcome to Sundays with a Promise. These podcasts are designed to uplift you and to educate you, to help bring you clarity and understanding, and to help empower you to walk in your purpose. Our guide for Sundays with a Promise is none other than Dr. Sandra Harrigan. Now let's listen in on today's episode of Sundays with a Promise. Greetings, everyone. It's another great day. Doc Sandra here. Welcome to Sunday with a Promise. We are continuing our series on staying full of God, and today's lesson is titled The Power of Imagination. You see, everything Jesus lived, died, and resurrected to provide for us has been constantly available since he sat down at the right hand of the Father. It says in Romans eleven twenty nine. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And this simply says, or we could interpret this as saying, knowing that any calling or gift to accomplish this calling that the Lord gives us as individuals is without repentance. And it simply means that regardless of what we may do, God doesn't withdraw his gifts and callings from us. Just like a television station constantly transmitted signal, God is constantly always transmitting to us. However, whether we perceive that signal or not, simply depend on our receiving, our receivers. Are they plugged in? Are they tuned in? Are they tuned on? We need to learn how to receive. And sometimes we really need to learn that. For instance, sometimes you may give somebody a ride and and they're just so thankful that you were able to do that favor for them that they offer you money for gas. And you may be, that needle may be close to E and you're saying, oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, that's fine, that's fine. It's, It's my privilege, my honor to just drop you. And then you pray that you get home because you know you needed that money for the gas. But when once we learn to receive, we must always maintain it because as we give, we're gonna always get. So we have to learn how to receive. And in order to maintain consistency and keep the things of God fresh and alive in our hearts, we must glorify God. We must be thankful. It says the praise and thanksgiving of the redeemed, like sacrifices in the Old Testament, produce a spiritual aroma that blesses God. And it says in 2 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one, we are the savor of death unto death and to the other, the savor of life unto life. And this simply means for those who reject the sweet odor produced by Christ, this message produces the smell of death. But to those who receive this message of Christ, it releases the smell of life. So we need to keep that in mind. 
just like the smell of foulness attracts flies and vultures, griping and complaining attract the demons. Praise forces us to focus on the things of God. And in Philippians 4, 48, it says that we need to rejoice. And rejoice is a verb. It's, it's something that we have to do. Whereas happiness may be a state of being, we may not always be happy, but we can always rejoice. God's peace is independent, independent of our circumstances and infinitely greater in supply than any problem we could ever have. And we need to see that as a blessing that God has given us, his supernatural peace to enjoy. And another key to staying full and using our, the power of our imagination is we don't want our imagination to be vain. Not glorifying God and not being thankful will cause our imagination to become vain. And vain simply means that we are non-productive. And you know, we all want to be productive. It's not that our imagination isn't functioning, it's just not benefiting us. So we need to see the importance of our imagination. It should be functioning all the time. We don't have a choice as to whether our imagination works or not. We just get to choose whether it's working for us or whether it's working against us. You see, if we quit glorifying, magnifying, praising, and thanking God, our imagination will automatically gravitate toward negative things. Our imagination is a byproduct of what we focus on. If we are really valuing the things of God, praising and thanking him, our imagination will begin to see things happening properly in our lives. Our imagination is the part of us where we conceive things. The word imagination in the Old Testament means a form and figuratively means conception. Before we can act anything out, we have to conceive it first in our own imaginations. If we can't see it with our imagination, we can't do it. And you know, 1 Timothy 3 and 2 says, this does not mean that they must be perfect or have never done anything wrong, but it does mean that they must strive to be godly righteous and to make wrongs right. We was the elders of the church, the deacon's wife, they have to do things the right way we all do. But because eyes are always on them, they have to be mindful of these truths so that they keep the imaginations clear and really be sober. Simply means avoid speculative imagination. So the deacons themselves, their wives must be grave. That is people of honorable character and good deeds. They are vital parts of the office, the wives are, and they must have good character as well. And then we see in Matthew, seven, one to five, judge not that he be not judged. For with what judgment he judges, he shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why behold the mote in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam in your own? Or how will thou say to thy brother, let me pull the mote out of your eye and behold a beam is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first cast out the beam in your own eye and then shall you see clearly to cast out the mote in your brother's eye. You see, wrong judging would say to someone, 
what you said is wrong because, and then you speculate because you really don't know what's going on. And we really, really cannot know with any certainty why people do the things they do. But we need to be mindful of this. And so as I close, before we judge anyone else, we should ask ourselves and God, am I guilty of what I hate in this other person? Most of the time we are, and realizing this will make us much more forgiving and compassionate in our dealings with others. And keep in mind, those who judge themselves are less likely to judge others. Amen. Keep in mind the power of imagination. Thank you for joining us on today's Sundays with the Promise. Make it a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's Sundays with the Promise. Make it a great day.